0: Good morning and welcome to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is the month of October, the month of the Holy Rosary, a beautiful time to consider the power and the glory of the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the Sacred Heart Hour here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we begin this hour with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen the daily offering, the morning offering prayer. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I skipped over introductions. <laughs> so, this they don't my- know am by <laughs> now, know, Father. You poor things. <laughs> <laughs> This is Father Stosh daily joined live in the studio by Chuck and Joanne Wilson.
1: Good morning. Good morning.
0: And here we are on the Sacred Heart Hour here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This month is a very busy month.
2: Yes, October. it is. Father.
0: I think every month is a busy month. But October is a very, very busy month. Um, it's the month of the Holy Rosary. We have a slew of saints that we are able to draw close to in prayer on their particular feast days. And we begin today coming right out of the bat with St. Therese of the Child Jesus and the Holy Face. And just around the corner, just so I can get um, the manager off my back here to my (laughs) left, you know, the Franciscan of all Franciscans is right around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) October 4th. (laughs) We have so much to consider. And um, also looking ahead, we can use this month of October as a beautiful preparation period for the Congress of the Sacred Heart coming up next month. And um, it's also, you know, the month of the Holy Rosary. So it's a powerful month to consider how the church invites us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus while meditating upon the life of Jesus united with his mother, Our Lady. If we can consider like every mystery of the rosary, as like a chapter of the life of our Lord we get to just kind of keep our eyes focused on him. Chuck and Joanne, um, we not only have a lot to consider on the calendar, but we also are given a lot to consider with recent events.
3: <laughs> you know, we are, we Father. Are. And for those calling in, if this is the first time, uh, as Father Daly mentioned, this is the Sacred Heart Hour. and. Really, it's all about putting everything into the heart of Jesus. This is what it's about, putting our homes, putting our families, putting our schools, putting everybody into the heart of Jesus. And so through that, um, what we want to do is make sure that you understand that this enthronement of the Sacred Heart and Devotion is request directly from Jesus himself. And it was to St. Margaret Mary Alaco in 1673 that he would bless each home where a picture of his sacred heart is exposed and honored.
1: Not a picture, an image.
3: An image. Well, see, Joanne and I, <laughs> I, I'm a convert. so I My thought...
0: run on the treadmill didn't stop before this show no, began. No, it's still going. <laughs> no,
3: it's going. So we'll, the images of the sacred heart. And we'll have to change the uh, notes here on our program. (laughs) But anyway, through that, uh, the image, and it's important that you really understand. So you Mm. need to go to dot com, .com, or you can call in on 614-459-4820. And uh, the uh, com website will help explain everything about the Sacred Heart, why it's so important today, but also I know, Father, we have a guest that's going to be calling in the executive director of St. Gabriel Radio, Bill Messley, to share on the Congress.
0: Absolutely. And it kind of helps put things in context, you know, because a lot of people— well, will tune in and the feedback is always positive and amazing and very supportive and encouraging. And people just let us know how much they learn from this live hour, the Sacred Heart Hour. But it's also important to know that this hour came about as a result of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. This effort to bring the Sacred Heart of Jesus back to the center of our lives, back to the center of our minds and of our hearts by hearing ...about the Lord's Sacred Heart on the radio live, you know, just to make sure that even on the airwaves, just that simple reference, the Sacred Heart of Jesus is, you know, being heard and digested. And this hour was born out of the effort to bring the Sacred Heart of Jesus back into homes and schools and businesses, and it's meant to encourage it as well. And uh, Bill Mesterly has been a a huge, huge instrument of support uh, in helping St. Gabriel Radio make the Sacred Heart known. And throughout the whole world. So it's just a beautiful gift. And um, and he himself has got just an awesome personality and loves to serve the Lord. He's going to be kingdom. a great
3: MC this year, totally. Father. We're, we're blessed. And, and it's our 10th Congress coming up. Hard to believe. 10th annual <laughs> Sacred Heart Congress. Okay. Is that Bill Messley on the phone? We have a... Pr- Hello?
2: Yeah, hey, uh, how's it going, Chuck? Are you Good. on? Good,
3: Good you are on. You are on. And I know we're in uh, separate buildings this morning, but I uh, hope all is well and hope you're safe.
2: Yeah, no, doing well. Uh, I I can't get over how much joy this show gives me and I can't thank all three of you enough for sacrificing your time and proclaiming God's word through the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Radio every month and I know that uh, you're doing such a great job. We're gonna we're gonna uh, pay you double your wage you ah, know, from 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 zero to world. zero times two.
3: Yeah, we we okay. hired a we've hired a high. Profile Attorney David Martin to negotiate our contract. So uh, hopefully uh, you're able to work something out with him, and we know the pay is out of this world. So, but anyway, Bill, I know you're the MC this year for the uh, 10th annual Sacred Heart Congress. Maybe share a little bit about the Congress this year and also speakers.
2: Yeah, I, uh, this year's Congress, uh, as you just uh, mentioned, is the 10th anniversary. I can't believe it's also gone on that fast, but uh, it's really going to be, I think, a Congress where we're talking about practical applications of the Sacred Heart in our homes. So if you've already enthroned your home, I want to encourage you to attend this Congress and re your love for, for the heart of Jesus uh, for that, uh, that morning of um, November the 6th. Uh, Saturday, November the 6th. It's a short Congress, uh, 9.30 to 12 p.m. You can also register at the event, but it's encouraged that you register today. Um, We think that we're going to have a a packed house. Uh, Bishop Brennan will only have a few public uh, events until he leaves at the end of November, and this will be one of the final events. So I think it's going to be packed, and I would suspect that we'll have to turn off the registration at some point. But if that doesn't happen, we will take registration at 9 a.m. But do register and do come to celebrate our Lord. But the speakers are going to be really fantastic. Peter uh, Peter John Cameron, Father Peter John Cameron, uh, our local Dominican and Uh, longtime editor of the Magnificat magazine, will be talking about uh, Jesus begs for our heart, we beg for Jesus' heart. And he's going to answer this question, is it really worth it to love Jesus? Is it really worth it to um, practice my religion in this confusing world? So I think he's going to be a heavy hitter. You want to make sure that you're there for that reflection. We also have uh, Father Joe Laramie, The spiritual director for the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network, and he's going to be talking about intimacy, intimacy with Jesus Christ. And in fact, he's going to be talking a lot about making our heart more like his heart, and he's going to be reflecting on St. Thomas the Apostle as he was invited to touch the Sacred Heart of the Divine Savior, Jesus Christ. So it's going to be a great uh, lineup. We'll also have Emily Jaminette, the uh, Sacred Heart and Thromen Network Executive Director. She's going to talk a little bit about the application of the Sacred Heart in our home from a practical perspective. And of course, um, we'll have Mass with Bishop Brennan. So I think it'll be a great day of reflection and maybe more of a retreat feel this year.
3: Well, I know, Bill, that as you mentioned, we're blessed to have it at St. Paul's again this year, plenty of space. Um, and second of all, you know for those that are coming, we have made one uh, correction bill. We're asking people to get there at 9:15 so we can start the mass at 9:30 and um, and it might run over just a little bit over 12 but not much. Uh, so it's going to be an exciting <clears throat> day. And I know from your standpoint, Bill, what does the Sacred Heart meant to you and to the station here? and to your family?
2: You know, for me, it's uh, been a way to understand the, the phrase, have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I've always stumbled to understand what that means for me, and I've always felt like that was a statement that was somewhat trite and overused. But the Sacred Heart, for me, is that way for Jesus to teach us who he is. He shows us his face. He has his hands outstretched, and hands that had the the, the pierced nails driven through them. And then he shows that burning love in his heart, the deepest and most intimate part of his being, burning for love of his God, Father, and for us. And then he also t- says, the Sacred Heart, that we're going to be carrying a cross throughout our life. There's a cross above that burning flame, but that he will be with us. So for me, it's a great comfort to truly understand how I can have a personal relationship with Jesus and then kind of segueing what I've learned through the Sacred Heart Hour and Father Stosh you know he suggested holy hours in your home and placing the Sacred Heart image in front of you and I took him um, at his word and uh, have a book called Twenty Hours uh, Holy Hours with Father Matteo Crowley who started the Sacred Heart Enthronement in, in the early nineteen hundreds and that's really brought a lot of fruit to my life so Especially if I have uh, an unsettled heart or mind in the middle of the night and I wake up, um i'll I'll do that holy hour and spend that time with Jesus and really start to speak out loud what is in my heart. And I always feel that God has uh, led me through those uh, holy hours in my home, and I think it's helped our home become a holier home.
3: Well, praise the Lord and also for those listening. Uh, We're talking about the 10th Annual Sacred Heart Congress coming up on Saturday, November 6th at St. Paul the Apostle Church in Westerville from 915 to about 1230. Registration is $10 for individuals, $20 for families, uh, and scholarships are available. But go to WelcomeIsHeart.com, WelcomeIsHeart.com to sign up, as Bill mentioned Uh, Bishop Brennan. Uh, This will be one of his last events here uh, in our diocese. And uh, so we also want to be there for the bishop, but more importantly, be there to help, you know, transform our hearts to his heart. And I know, Bill, uh, you don't need to necessarily have your home and throne, correct?
2: Well, you don't, and I think Father Stosh talks about taking steps in your life spiritually and trying not to hit a home run with every swing. So you can start with just placing that image of the sacred heart in your home, uh, and then, of course, learn some more about how you can enthrone your home to the sacred heart. And and enthronement is a a very uh, deep spiritual um, decision that you're making, that you're placing Jesus Christ not just in concept, not just in a for a day. You're saying that Jesus Christ will be the center of that home, and it'll be something that only the grace of God will allow you to do, but we do encourage that eventually, but do take those small steps, and it might be, um, you know, putting an image somewhere in your home, or it might be uh, just saying a, a brief prayer of consecration to the Sacred Heart in the morning. You can look up one of those prayers at WelcomeIsHeart.com, the place where you can download your information for uh, self-enthronement to the Sacred Heart or an enthronement with a friend.
1: Well, Bill, you've just done such a beautiful job of just personally sharing and also helping us really get excited about this Congress. But I think that what I want to add is, you know, not to just um, casually brush over our bishop and his new assignment and and how this is uh, really a grieving time. It's for many of us that you know. Uh, the, the love that we have for him and what he has accomplished and what he has envisioned has been a total grace. And, you know, uh, our bishop did enthrone his, rec- his rectory and, of course, our diocese. And so I know that that has also been a grace and a blessing from the most sacred heart of Jesus And to go to that heart as we maybe uh, have a heavy heart and ask the Lord to send us another shepherd with that same heart or with those graces to continue this is really important. And also to pray for him as he journeys forward. You know, my consolation, and really there have been few, going to the heart of Jesus is that uh, Brooklyn uh, has more souls <laughs> yeah. and, and the opportunity <clears throat> because we're all about it's uh, you know we love Columbus and our Lord gave us a spark here that is totally a grace but it's really it's really what is called for is a bonfire it's really to uh, light up the world and thinking of New York, and thinking of the struggles we have here in Columbus, but yes, they've had more. So you know, sometimes the Lord often calls those we love to journey on, or to even intercede from the other side in heaven. But uh, so I, I just, I, I just want if you know Bishop Bryn is listening, just know the heart of your people, and the love, and the prayers. And also, um, we are grateful that you love the Sacred
3: Heart as we do. Father, any thoughts here as we're talking about now new leadership coming?
0: Yeah, you know, I think um, for those who are able to attend the Congress of the Sacred Heart, it's going to provide a beautiful, powerful opportunity to not only hear and to listen um, to how the Holy Spirit has been prompting the incredible lineup of speakers uh, and guiding, you know, like Bill, our MC for the Congress. But it's also going to provide a beautiful, probably the best platform for us to say thank you yeah. to Bishop Brennan. Yeah, in the context in the environment of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and uh-huh. um, and I, I think you know it just. It gives us an opportunity to, on the one hand, rejoice as members of the universal church, that the gifts and the talents of a man who loves Jesus have been recognized. And um, like Joanne said, you know, the, he's got a mission. He's got a mission. But on the other hand, you know, for those of us in the local church, our hearts are like, okay, yeah, great. There's a mission. <laughs> What about the mission here? Yeah. You know, and so there's an opportunity. But what better of a place, what better of an opportunity than to, you know, pr- uh, pray for him and to ask the Lord to bless him, than at an environment in an environment where the Sacred Heart is at the center of everything? You know, I mean, if you if our listeners might recall from different interviews and talks and whatnot um, on the radio here and there. Um, you know, Bishop, when he heard about the amazing power of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart here in the local church, he just said, "He's like, well, I just have you know one thing to say. It's like, when can I get my place enthroned?" You know? yeah. I mean, there's like, there's that like just beautiful childlike docility. It's like, well, I mean, if you've got candy to offer, when do I get mine? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. there's just this beautiful openness, and and as a priest of the diocese, um, I mean, I've looked upon him as a father, but I would, I dare to say, I've I've looked upon him uh Probably in most my most treasured perspective as just a beautiful brother priest mm-hmm. I mean he um and I think you know he has looked upon all of us, every single soul within the diocese, and believe it or not, Catholic or not Catholic, he's looked upon us with just a loving heart and an opportunity to proclaim the gospel with great joy i don't know where that man gets his energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have no idea i mean he was everywhere at every time yeah and we just pray we have to praise the lord for the opportunity and joanne you hit something so beautiful when we enter into something like the congress of the sacred heart it gives us an opportunity to count the blessings of the past and to also look ahead to the future with confidence in god's mercy and you the way you worded it was particularly beautiful and and bill would be able to testify to this i mean um there's something so beautiful, something so powerful, something so special, something so spirit-driven here. That um, I know in one message I exchanged with Bishop Brennan, I said, "You know, the local church here in Central Ohio, wherever the airways of St. Gabriel reach, I mean, there are so many blessings here." And I said, "You know, Bishop, you've been one of the great blessings to us, but at the same time, you've benefited from the blessings that the Lord has enriched this local church and." You know, um, I know when I, I first heard the word from Bishop, you know, my first thought was, um, I'm just so grateful for your mom and dad. Hmm. They get to have their son like 45 minutes away, you know. And then the next thing came out, I was like, this really stinks for us. <laughs> so I got the gratitude out. Okay, that bridge has been crossed. Now back to me, <laughs> it's like, this really stinks. And of course, there were a few other choice words that came to my mind, but I had to fight that temptation to sin and then say, No. Okay, Lord, you know, and you know what, there's this, it couldn't help, we can never be lost in God's providence. We always have to keep that eye. About a month beforehand, there was these lyrics came to my mind, and it was from a song I had sung and heard sung in years past, and the chorus was, I want to know you, I want to hear your voice, I want to know you more, I want to touch you, I want to see your face, I want to know you more, and it was the song, In the Secret. And it was a pra- it's a praise and worship song. Mm-hmm. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand why the Lord brought those words to my mind. But then over the past few weeks, there have been these opportunities where the Lord is just kind of letting me know, there's a lot of uncertainty right now, as if I needed a reminder, you know, mm-hmm. in the world. But then it hit home, like with Bishop Brennan. And it's like, okay. And I just found myself like uh, singing that in my heart to the Lord. It's like, I want to know you, Lord. You know, I want to hear your voice. I want to know you more. And when I got the word of you know, Bishop Brennan's transfer, it's like, you know, he has done such a beautiful job of directing our attention to the Lord. And so I have to follow that attention to the Lord Jesus, you know? And
1: you know, it's, what it's also done for me, Bishop Brennan has been so gracious Oh, totally. in, yep. in how he has um, been such a witness to, you know, Lord, where do you want me to go? Yeah. To just faithfulness, to just surrendering. You know, because he has shared many times how much he's loved Columbus.
4: I know. Because we have
1: loved him. But it's also brought to my mind our priests. And as they are transferred and as they are leaving their people and going to a new parish, how sometimes we're a little bit casual with that as lay Mm. people, that we need to also really pray for them. And support them as they come a new priest, new people, new names and 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 they also have you know heroic trust, and it's not always easy. it's not always coming into a place of welcome and and organization and yeah. financial stability, many challenges today. But as our bishop has given us this beautiful example, then, you know, we have that example right here in our diocese it's true. with our priests, it's and so we true. all the more reason to affirm them and pray for them and thank God for the shepherds that they are. It's
0: so true.
3: Well, I know, Father, we're going to talk a little bit today about, because today is the feast day of St. Therese of the Sioux. But in reading a meditation in the Magnificat, these five words uh, two, four, six words maybe I want to give all to Jesus. I want to give all to Jesus. And I think when we hear that, that's what this is about. The Sacred Heart giving all to Jesus. This Congress coming up giving all to Jesus. And we know Jesus, we're not losing Jesus. We're losing a bishop, right? But we're yeah. not losing the Jesus, and uh, so I think that's the key for people. And if you're planning on attending, or you're not sure about attending, let me give you a couple of thoughts uh, why maybe you want to attend. First of all, uh, you're going to hear about these promises, but one promise is peace in your home. You gotta if you've enthroned your home, re. Renew that enthronement. If you haven't, then enthrone your home. By going to the Congress, that's going to help not only you, but bring peace back to your home. Safe refuge in life and death. And I think we have to understand this enthronement is more than uh, just the uh, going through the actions. It's really in-depth changing our life and changing everything. And then finally, uh, receiving all the blessings and mercy that he wants to give to us. So come to the Congress. Bill, thank you for sharing. Any final thoughts, Bill, as you have to move on?
2: Yeah, I I think uh, I want to encourage you to sign up for the 10th Anniversary Sacred Heart Congress. It's on November the 6th at St. Paul the Apostle Church. It'll be a wonderful day to reflect on the love of Jesus Christ. Uh, you'll learn a lot about the personal Jesus that uh, is so talked about in the Christian faiths. I I just think it'll be a great day for all of us to gather as well. So please uh, sign up at welcomehisheart.com, or you could call the station, or you could stop by the station, whatever you'd like to do, but uh, really make a point of joining us for that 10th anniversary Sacred Heart Congress on November the 6th.
3: Oh, thank you, Bill. Bill, and we're excited he that you're the so MC out. and uh, looking forward to November 6th. Thank you and have a safe and God bless your day.
2: You too. You
3: know, Father, we talk about registration a little bit, but Way we, we, we've started this at $10. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's not like we're <laughs> raising years, the price. $10, $10, 10 years for an individual, $20 for a family. So that means if you bring four, it's $20. And no
1: one's turned away.
3: And nobody is. The scholarships are available, and we're thankful for our benefactors. So again, Father, as we move on from the Congress, I know it's a big month for the rosary.
0: Huge month. You know, it's, um, and a lot, I'm, I'm always kind of shocked that I have to remind myself that the, the different months are dedicated to different things. And it helps me live more fully that month within which I find myself. And then this month of October, it's the month of the Holy Rosary. And of course, then, you know, there's always that natural next step of like, well, why? You know, why is October the month of the Holy Rosary? And if we could just take you know one moment of and one effort to understand one reason why the month of October is the month of the Holy Rosary, we could look at how when Our Lady appeared in Fátima, Portugal, in 1917, she began her visits to the Three Shepherd Children in May, also a month of Mary on the 13th, and then she concluded on the 13th of October. And, you know, she revealed herself as the the lady of the rosary, and she taught the children how to pray the rosary. And in the midst of teaching them how to pray the rosary, um, she directed the attention of the minds and hearts of those three beautiful children back to her son, Jesus. And so when we consider the whole effort of the rosary, the whole movement within the rosary, the call given by Our Lady, to pray the rosary, it's a call from our mother to look at her son, our brother, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, and that begs another question that is asked by people with innocence in their hearts, but also people sometimes with contempt. And it's like, well, why do I need the rosary? Well, we need the rosary because it helps us in every day focus on Jesus focus on his life. You know, you can't say you love someone if you don't know that person. And the rosary helps us to know. I mean, like with a capital K, capital N, capital O, capital W, know Jesus. Um, And I think personally, you know, I've ebbed and flowed in my life as a Catholic, and even, I, I regret to say this, but as a priest of Jesus, I mean, there have been moments where I have clung onto the rosary for dear life, and there have been moments where it's been kind of far, like at arm's length, or maybe even farther and further away. But you know, I just—I I was thinking about this this morning when um, I try to pray a rosary uh, every day for each of my godchildren. Um, and at times, it's the only thing I can do for them. I mean, you know, they're they're far away from me, and it's not like I can. It's not like I'll see them every day here or there, or even every week. But I, you know, one of my um, godchildren, I was—he's in the military academy i was like his confirmation sponsor i mean and um and i just i pray for my pray my rosary for him and i was thinking about that as i hit like the third mystery in the, de- uh, the rosary today when i was praying for nicholas i thought you know it's like lord would i be praying this rosary just to praise you in union with our lady or am i praying this rosary out of charity for nicholas and it's like i'm praying this rosary out of charity for nicholas but you know what it gets me to pray the Rosary, and I'm meditating upon you, O Lord, and and the opportunity to consider the life of Jesus and to bring someone with you into the life of Jesus. It's such a great, it's such a great gift, and that's what Our Lady wanted us to do when she begged the whole world, not three, not merely three children in Fatima. She begged the whole world, pray, 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 pray the Rosary, and to consider the life of Jesus. It really does lift you up from that moment where you are, um, and sometimes. An act of charity is what prompts us to pray the rosary, but then it guides us into that love affair with Jesus, where no matter what we're experiencing, no matter what we have to overcome in that moment, the rosary helps to lift us up out of that and into the eyes, into the heart, and the face of Jesus Christ.
1: Well, Father, I need you. (laughs) I struggle with the rosary.
0: Oh, hon, don't
1: we all? (laughs) You know, and it's sometimes it's like, you know, I do pray it every day. But when the mother says, just do it, (laughs) sometimes you just have to say, okay. I know. You're the mother. You're telling me to do this. And so I will do this. But, you know, I think I I really need help. And I think different ways of renewing the rosary. And I don't know if I'm doing this properly. And I know there are others out there like me and um, but like say for the annunciation
0: totally mm-hmm.
1: but as you're thinking about Mary's yes is it acceptable to also then in your mind say what about my yeses
0: hell yeah I mean heck yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> Hell is a place. (laughs) And we don't want to be there. And we don't want to be there. We don't want to be there. Heck yeah. That's why we're
3: praying to rosary. Exactly.
0: And there's your foul language on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. (laughs) Brought to you by Sacred Heart Hour. Oh my gosh. This is live, isn't it? Uh, Can we edit that?
1: It's nice to know that uh, we are all human. (sighs) Yes. And and
0: God's grace lifts us up. (laughs)
1: Yes. But uh, same thing like with the visitation. It's like do I really bring Christ when I, and who am I going to be visiting today? And so I'm not really totally thinking about Mary and Elizabeth during those, you know, 10 hill Marys. I'm I'm kind of veering off. And then, of course, sometimes my mind is wondering, what's for dinner? You know, Mm -hmm. what's in the freezer? And do I, did I take it? But it's so, then I'm tempted to say, oh, give it up. Mm-hmm. You know, go read the Bible. This is really not you know, it's you're you're just not not profiting from it. Then I remember Mary saying, <laughs> you know, my mother. So, um, what do you think about all that?
0: Well, I would admire it. I mean, admire the struggle because here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is the one that's prompting you to think about dinner when you're praying the rosary because he doesn't want you to mess it up. Really? Absolutely. He wants that meatloaf to taste good. You know, so pray about it. <laughs> Offer it up. There, there are two ways to look at every moment in prayer when something comes to mind. You can mm-hmm. view it as a possible distraction mm-hmm. or you can view it as an invitation. So when you're in the midst of the rosary and you're focusing on the visitation and you're like, why did Our Lady go to Elizabeth when they're both expecting? Why did Mary risk her life and the life of Jesus to travel with haste, which means in, hurrying, mm-hmm. along a dangerous road? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, laundry. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or I got to visit someone or call someone, and I know that conversation is never going to end. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Lord is, are you going to take that as a distraction from the mystery? Or are you going to take that as a prompting from the Lord to invite, you know, an invitation to pray for that conversation? Lord, I need your patience. I need your grace. I need your love so that I can carry you to that person that I have to call. When, when I check in with them, I end up being tempted to just kind of like roll my eyes, huff and puff, Mm -hmm. you know, try to get off the phone. It's like, so I found like in moments like holy hour, Mm -hmm. in mass, reading sacred Mm -hmm. scripture, praying the rosary, um, something will come to mind and it's like, are you going to let that be a distraction or an invitation? And people think, tend to think that the more minute or the more common or the more real or the more human the issue, the more it's a distraction. The Lord wants you to sanctify all moments of every day and everything you're going to do. Mm. That's what the rosary teaches us. Mary just received in the Annunciation word that she is carrying God in the flesh. That's huge. And then the next thing is she's like going to visit her cousin to help fold laundry. Mm.
5: Mm.
1: And
0: we're like, what? Mm. <laughs> I mean, this that's... is
1: helpful, Father.
0: Well, and of course we have to go to break now. Yeah,
3: yeah but Wait <laughs> to wait what we Stay have tuned. in store for, for session two, <laughs> Father. If this was the warm-up. Wow.
0: Lord save us. So we're going to bring this segment to a close and prepare for a break. Um, and we invite you to join us in praying to the heart of Jesus, uh, just as we consecrate the moments we spent with each other. Uh, and then as we look ahead to the next uh, segment in this hour of the sacred heart, O most holy heart of Jesus fountain of every blessing. I adore you. I love you. And with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings on all
4: that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. 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 Children don't learn their identity from a mirror. When they're first born, they learn right away by looking at mom and dad. I am precious. I am worth dying for. And if you're adopted, you learn that from your adoptive parents. Somehow we get it in our heads that we have to earn the love of God, or that God angrily pushes us away when we sin. We think we can increase our value by our accomplishments. We think we can lose our worth through our flaws. I don't love my kids because of what they do. I love them because of who they are. They're mine. Whether my child becomes a millionaire or a saint or, God forbid, an addict, that kid will always be mine always be worth dying for. God loves us for the same reason. Isaiah 43.1 You are mine. He thinks we're worth dying for. No act of grace or sin can change that. As you strive to be all you can be, don't forget who you are. This is Chris Stefanik from ReallifeCatholic.com
5: Most of us can recall a childhood memory of innocence and a peace that only comes from God. Yet with our busy schedules today, many families don't attend church weekly or spend much time teaching their children about God. So many families now are burdened by financial and family challenges, substance abuse, and other worries. But there is hope. Studies show that people who pray regularly and practice their Christian faith are less stressed, financially stable, more compassionate, optimistic, healthier, and happier. Experience a positive difference in your life and for your family by coming home to your parish. Learn more by visiting catholicscomehome.org today. Here you may find answers to your questions and discover how Jesus and the sacraments will bless your family. There's no pressure or risk. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. Visit catholicscomehome.org today.
0: Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we enter into the second segment of this Sacred Heart Hour, we invite you to join us by entering into a covenant renewal with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, renew we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother, May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our families and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Help us to carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Holy Eucharist. We thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for all the blessings of this day, and we ask you to bless our loved ones, family members, and friends. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Chuck and Joanne, this is a busy month.
3: Yes, it is. Yes, (laughs) it is. Before we get into the month and tremendous feast days that we're going to be sharing and talking about, uh, we want to remind our listeners again uh, that we covered this in the first half hour. The 10th Annual Sacred Heart Congress is on Saturday, November 6th at St. Paul the Apostle Church in Westerville, Ohio. It's going to be from 9.15 to 9 to 12.30. It's just going to be more like a retreat. We've gone over wonderful speakers, and it's going to be a great day, particularly with Bishop Brennan coming. And this will be one of his last events, public events, that he has in the diocese. Registration is $10 for individuals, $20 for families. There are scholarships available. Go to welcomeisheart.com, welcomeisheart.com, or go to 614-468-3959, 468-3959, or St. Gabriel to get signed up. And whether you've enthroned or not enthroned, it's going to be a wonderful way to journey and discovering the graces of, of this ancient practice, and you'll find a personal encounter with Jesus Christ, and you're going to really go deeper into His promises that He's given us. And with that, Father, I know we talked about the rosary, and Saint Gabriel Radio uh, is promoting for those that are sustaining members mm. or would like to be sustaining members uh, the Bible Rosary, the Life of Jesus. Oh,
1: it's a beautiful thirty-five down.
3: mysteries book yeah
1: beautiful hardbound book and i'm really excited about it because as i shared in the first segment i struggle yeah staying focused and really entering deeply into the rosary and i know this is going to be a tremendous help Mm
3: -hmm. so if you're a sustaining member you can certainly stop by the radio station and pick up a wonderful hardbound book on the Bible Rosary, the life of Jesus, and if you want to become a sustaining member, you can become one and and get this wonderful gift. So, Father, with that in mind, today is October first.
0: It's hard to believe, you know. I mean, it's just—I still feel like it's like February. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like what happened in probably February of, like 2019. I'm stuck in like I'm just stuck in the past. But you know, the Lord invites us to keep along the journey, and um, you know, keeping considering the month of the Rosary, and then all of the beautiful saints uh, that we begin today with the feast of Saint Rose of the Child Jesus. But you know, we there's two special things I just kind of the Spirit prompted me to remember. Um, first of which is you know we last year welcomed to our diocese a cloistered community of Dominican nuns. And the name of their community, the monastery, is the Monastery of Our Lady of the Perpetual Rosary. Oh, Our Lady really? of the Rosary. And they are living, temporarily, they're living at the former Saints Peter and Paul Retreat Center, oh, the Pine Center, just yeah. outside of Newark and Heath. And those Dominican nuns live a cloistered life, hidden from the world, but very active in praying for each one of us. Mm. So feel free to look up those beautiful cloistered Dominican nuns and entrust your intentions to them. You know, if you have a heavy heart, those sisters enter into the life of Jesus every day, all day, in meditating upon the mysteries of the rosary. And while they are hidden from our eyes and our public coming and going— they're still very much supposed to be at the center of our hearts as cloistered nuns,
1: and then this is also the forty days for life. Yes, yep. and as we know, what is looming in our you know legislation for the unborn? Yes, uh, the attack on the unborn, the all pro- you know protection removed of the for the unborn, yeah. the rosary is a powerful weapon for oh, that. Totally. Especially if you haven't prayed the rosary daily, with the times we're living in, make a, you know, commitment for 40 days, for this 40 days for life. And, and start, you know, today and just to see the graces that will come from it in the time of just peace, but also really intercession because there is a battle looming and it is for is it life.
3: No, go ahead. We're, father and I are having a little conversation. We're exchanging notes well, I saw a little note we about got the, family, by the family rosary
1: day. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to know we more about that, We can't get away with that, anything butter.
3: on this show. Yeah.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> All the people in their cars are like, what's
3: going on? Now, we don't even try anymore, really. <laughs> for, for our listeners, father left Monday. Father left Monday for... Milwaukee. He came back late last night, and here yeah. we are.
2: And I left my cognitive function on a Southwest yeah, plane yeah.
3: somewhere. <laughs> Father, when is time. the family rosary day? Is so, it isn't October tenth?
0: To my knowledge, it is. You know. <laughs> On October 10th of 2021. And you can go to the website for the Diocese of Columbus. Oh,
1: that's a
0: good idea. www.columbuscatholic.org. It's at 3 p.m. on Sunday, October 10th, Family Rosary Day. And we've done this in our diocese for many, many years. There's a praying of the rosary and uh, a crowning of our, a statue of Our Lady of Fatima. And it's really beautiful, and you can attend in person or participate uh, live stream where? on the website. I believe it's at St. Joseph's Cathedral. Oh, okay. That's where it's been the past several years. Um, yes, and it's just a beautiful opportunity to come together as a diocese. Mm-hmm. The bishop is usually there. And, um, you know, an opportunity to once again pray the rosary, but this month is so full of beautiful, powerful reminders of how to just come back to Jesus. And if you feel yourself far from him, you know, the rosary is the perfect way, and if you find that the five decades are too intimidating, or you just hold, you just enter into one mystery, just, you know, enter into that one mystery at a time. And, um, you know, several years ago, I remember talking with you two, uh, Chuck and Joanne, and it was at your home, um, and I remember Chuck mentioning how he would pray the rosary in the morning on the treadmill, and you were surrounded by pictures of your family, and you kind of like mm-hmm. surrounded by Uh, an earthly presence of the cloud of witnesses, your loved ones, Mm -hmm. and you're praying the rosary. And I remember that just kind of, that planted a seed in my head. And I was like, I don't know if I can coordinate that, praying the rosary while also walking on the treadmill. I mean, that might be against some of my limitations, you know, (laughs) but I did try it. And to be honest with you, it just, it's another opportunity to kind of pull that prayer into a practice that we're already engaging in Mm -hmm. and just sanctify that moment. And, to, uh, you know, pray the rosary with that mindset of my grandparents, my great-grandparents, the people that have gone ahead of me, the people that are coming behind me, the little ones, you know, the different generations, and to just offer all of those loved ones up to the Lord while following the example of Our Lady. And Mother Teresa, well, St. Teresa of Calcutta, she got that beautiful line, remember, where she says, you know, when you pray the, you pray the rosary, you're holding Our Lady's hand, hmm. and she's walking you to her son, Jesus. And, you know, it... It doesn't matter what facet of your life you consider. We all need to make sure we're on the journey, on the path towards Jesus, you know.
3: And and I also, in closing, and I know we need to move into some of these wonderful feast days or our program director will cut us off. (laughs) But um, just to remind people, praying the rosary, when you find it to be difficult, recognize the enemy does not want you to pray it.
0: That's so true. Mm -hmm.
3: So it's never going to be easy. It's never going to be one where, boy, I can't wait to pray right now the rosary. (laughs) It's one that we need to answer that call that our mother's given us, as Joanne mentioned. And I know as we talk about, you know, St. Therese of the child Jesus, Father, the little way, Mm. and I know, Joanne, you had, something that you know you were reflecting on the little way it's little things
1: yeah and often i look at the world and i can't fix it i can't change it you know many things happening are beyond my control but i can i can choose love in this moment that i'm living and i can choose love the loving way for the little things and you find that, you know, when you do that, one thing goes to another thing and you know, it's just a renewal. It's it's a plugging in. It's a plugging into the love into the heart of Jesus. And yes, that will change the world.
3: It will. Yeah. Yep and i know father we we go to saturday is the uh, feast of the holy guardian angels
0: yes and we you know we end september with that beautiful feast of the holy archangels and now we enter into the feast of the guardian angels and i think you know celebrating that feast reminds us that every life is precious every life is holy i mean god assigns a guardian angel to the every soul you know and to just give thanks and praise For the accompaniment that the angels offer to us while they're ministering to the Lord in heaven, they're praying for us, they're interceding for us. I mean, and to ask the guardian angel that you have for prayer, for protection, you know, and to revisit and relearn the angel of God prayer. Which most of us were taught as children, but it's such a beautiful, such a powerful prayer. I mean, I find myself now just shy of turning forty, a priest of the Lord for over thirteen years, and every night I still say my guardian angel prayer as I go to bed. <laughs> and it's it, sometimes I sometimes like I'm still saying this prayer. It's like yeah, but I'm still saying this prayer. You know, I mean, I need the I need the prayers and the protection of my guardian angel, you know? So how beautiful to know that every life is precious. Every life is holy in the eyes of the Lord. So that he gives an angel to protect that life.
1: And it's really a good meditation to think about your life and think about times when, you know, something bad could have happened. So true. And it didn't, you know, that your angel was there that, you know, whether you left late And you were thinking, oh, I'm late for this appointment. And then there's a car accident. Yep, yep. And you say, gee, if I had left on time. I know. And that's happened to me several times. And But there have been other times, many times. And now I think you'll be more aware of when they happen in the future.
3: Mm -hmm. You know, Father, as we go into October 4th, St. Francis of Assisi, and I know that he was given that, Message of go and repair my church, Mm. which, as you can see, is in ruins. I thought of, and we talked about this last year, Father. Your thoughts in regards to how to repair the family today? Yeah, and the Sacred Heart is the answer.
0: Yes, and we've we've said often that the Sacred Heart is the remedy for all Hmm. of our ills. And St. Francis of Assisi, in that mystical union with the Lord, he heard that locution, you know, go and rebuild my church. And he thought at first it was pertaining to a building, or at least that's the tradition that communicates But then he realized it was the reality of the church, the mystical body of Christ. And the domestic church, the gathering of the disciples in the home, that needs addressing today. And the Lord is not content leaving us far from Him. He wants to be right in the middle of our lives. He wants to be in the middle of the church, and he wants to be in the middle of the church starting at home. And we need his heart at the center of our lives, at the center of our home, so that the domestic church, the family church, can be rebuilt by the Lord through his grace and his mercy.
1: Well, and one promise that I think maybe that, you know, to really stress, to give hope to families, especially families that have children or a spouse that is not in the church that is not connected and really the promise. And it just yesterday, I had a conversation with a person who shared that she enthroned their home at the beginning of COVID. And then she was sharing the tremendous grace of her son coming back to the church and not just coming back, you know, really, really coming back with a hunger and enthusiasm, And I said, well, you know, that is a promise. Tepid souls shall become fervent. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Ah, I never put (laughs) that together. That timing was, you know, that was the timing. And, you know, tears came to her eyes. The new awareness of. Tapid souls shall become fervent, and of course the prayers, of course God's timing, of course our free will, and all those things. But to hold on to that promise, to claim that promise, to intercede—you know—that's a powerful promise, Father.
0: So powerful, yeah. And they're they're um, they're not only real, but they're accessible. Yeah. To us. Yeah. I mean, they're literally given. I mean, the Lord gives us these promises, not to us as like a whole lot, but he gives them to the heart, to the individual heart.
3: Well, as we talk about the promises, we can go right to October 16th, St. Margaret Mary Alaco feast day. And Father, um, I know that you're making a note on the Holy Rosary there, October 7th, (laughs) (laughs) but... If we go to the feast There's day no on, escaping. The, on the 16th, <laughs> on the 16th, you know, I think there we we recognize the the 12th promise. And I think people really uh, struggle with this a little bit, Father. And I think we have to just let them know this is from Jesus that's yeah. requesting us. So maybe go ahead and read it and share about why it's important to make the First Fridays and why the program is on first friday
0: so the lord gives us his heart his sacred heart his divine heart and his heart remains among us in the blessed sacrament the holy eucharist but his heart is depicted in what we call the image of the sacred heart where the lord jesus has his heart exposed so that we may see his heart and in that context you know when he was appearing to saint margaret mary in his conversations in his words they came to be summarized in 12 promises and the 12th promise that our lord our Lord Jesus Christ made to St. Margaret Mary and all of humanity. He said, The all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. So, I mean, the Lord is letting us know that we're on that journey. We're on this journey of life. And if we can set aside nine months, nine First Fridays, and the significance of that should not be lost on us, you know, the number nine is very powerful. That's the number of days the apostles were in prayer between the ascension of our Lord into heaven and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Nine days of prayer. So the number nine is very powerful. So you can do a you know, nine minutes, nine hours, nine days, nine months. That's what our Lord's asking. Nine First Fridays focused on his heart. And what's interesting is, you know, we approach with a spirit of reparation. So all of the Fridays we get Mm -hmm. to consider his love for us, but on the first Friday, we should consider our love for him, you know, and how we love him when others, even when others don't love him. I am here, O Lord, to love you in the place of those who have not loved you and even have hurt you or wounded you. And to receive our Lord in Holy Communion. And that's very important because a lot of people you know, maybe they might be in a nursing home or a hospital or a homebound and they can't attend Holy Mass, but they can receive our Lord in Holy Communion. And that's why he says, you know, to communicate, to receive our Lord. So even should you be deprived of Holy Mass, but you can receive our Lord in Holy Communion. On that first Friday, you're able to participate in that effort to just bring your whole life through nine consecutive Fridays before the heart of Jesus, and to make that act of reparation. That's you know that's really key to present yourself before the Lord as a as a holy offering, an act of reparation um, to kind of repair, you know, to heal the wounds that have been inflicted upon the Lord by others.
1: Now, Father, I have a question. Because uh, what about spiritual communion? What about like during COVID? Mm -hmm. You know, care facilities were, and they might be, again, total lockdown.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Uh, So, you know, I know we don't really know. We can still try. But Mm -hmm. you really do need to receive the body and blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord. Right. Is that correct?
0: Yes. You need to receive Holy Communion because those are the actual words of the Lord. Yeah. And I think we, we have to make sure that we avoid that temptation to become like a... Pharisees uh-huh. about it, or scrupulous about it. It's like the Lord will give us the time in our life to make those nine first Fridays, and if we hit a moment in time where we cannot receive our Lord, either because everything's been shut down or because we're forbidden from having visitors, you know, the Lord will give us that opportunity and time. Um, you know, he's not going to throw us out of the line on a technicality. You know, no. He gives us that abil- availability and that ability to make sure that we can. Have that desire to fulfill that promise. And then the
1: other thing is, is that he will give us the grace of repentance. Final repentance. But we need to accept that grace.
0: Yes. Yeah. There has to be, you know, just because someone's offering your food doesn't Uh mean you're going to accept it. You have to admit the hunger. Yeah. you know, within. And the Lord is offering us that grace of final repentance. But there has to be, you know, it's not, it's like we always say, it's not one and done. Uh-huh. It's not like, oh, I got this. I checked off my box and I'm going to go back to being a filthy, rotten sinner. Uh-huh. No, there has to be like this admit. It's like, I need to belong to the Lord. Like I am the treasure he wants. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give myself to him, not just for nine months and, you know, second grade, but for my whole life. And a lot of people will get exhausted by hearing that because they're like, but it's a wrestling match. And it's like, it is. Uh-huh. It is, but like you're wrestling for something that's the great treasure, the heart of Jesus. You know, He wants us to have Him as He wants to have us. You know,
3: I know, Father. We have a lot other days, feast days in October. We have uh, Sister Faustina. Yes, uh, yeah. we have John Paul, Saint John Paul. Oh wow, a great uh, so coming time, and it's a great time to really. We we started the program. about the congress and why the congress and i think father this was your idea this was something that came to you said we need to have a congress not a conference a congress yeah maybe we close with that why again sure why people should come to the congress so the lord calls us
0: to himself speaking to directly to our hearts but it's of utmost importance for us to admit that For those who decide to journey towards the Lord, for those who are able to acknowledge, I want Jesus, you have to realize you're not alone. You know, We're not Mm -hmm. alone in our desire for the Lord. There are others who also desire the Mm -hmm. Lord. And we cannot succumb to the temptation that is being pushed upon us in the propaganda and the agendas of the world to think that somehow I'm alone in Mm -hmm. wanting Jesus. You are not alone. And when we each bring ourselves Mm. to something like the Congress of the Sacred Heart, when we each bring ourselves Mm. to every Holy Mass, we are pulling all of who we are, all of those whom Mm. we love, the reality of our homes, good, bad, indifferent, it doesn't matter. We are representing the context of life that we're coming from, and we're bringing that to the Lord, and we're meeting others who are doing the same. And there's one focus, there's one key person at the center of that gathering, and it is the Lord. Mm. So, when you think about all of the things in this world, in this moment, that are pulling you in every different direction to consider that as the most important thing, remember, you are not alone in wanting the Lord. You are not alone in wanting the Lord. And He has to be the center of our lives, but He also has to be the center of the community of those who want Him. So Beautiful, I invite you to consider Father. that. Amen. You know. said it well. So as we bring to I yeah, we're at the end oh, I'm exhausted you know uh, so as we bring to a close this sacred heart hour on this uh, October 1st the month of October the month of the holy rosary we invite you to join us as we bring to a close this hour dedicated to the sacred heart of jesus by turning our minds and our hearts our intentions all of those whom we love everything that is weighing on our minds we offer that to the lord most kind jesus we humbly kneel at thy feet we renew the consecration of ourselves to Thy divine heart. Be Thou our King forever. In You we have full and entire confidence. May Thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know Thee better, to love Thee more, and to serve Thee without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM 820 on WVSG Columbus
4: and FM 88.3 WSGR New Boston Portsmouth.